The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It's time for a different take on spirituality for the modern world. Welcome to Big Universe with Jim Lefter and Reverend Raymond Anderson. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. I'm Jim Lefter, a spiritual journeyman and kind of a media guy, and I'm here with Raymond Anderson, the Senior Minister for the Centers for Spiritual Living in Greater Baltimore. We're here to explore all things new thought and beyond. Talk, interviews, more stuff, inside the inside, outside the outside of spiritual stuff. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing exceptionally well, and yourself? Exceptionally well. I like exceptionally well. That's a, <laughs> that's a wonderful place to be. Yeah, I, I like that neighborhood. Yes, I've, I've made a few turns in there. I haven't stayed long. <laughs> you should buy some real estate, man. Come on now. Move in. Okay, I'll- I'll work on that. I'll work on that. A little bit later, we're going to be talking with Sarah Airy for our interview segment. She is the author of, wait for it, The Universe Effing Loves Me. That's right. I didn't say the name. I didn't say the full name, but you get the idea. More on that later. Sarah is an awesome author, spiritual coach, and guide. She's going to help us figure out ways that we know the universe loves us. I have a talking to with her there. You're going to love her. All right, let's go. Raymond, I have one. Do you have a pick for this episode's music expir- uh, inspiration? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course. You, you want to go first this time? Go first. Okay. You ready? I am ready. And here we go. There comes a moment when my heart must stand alone On this lonely path I've chosen Like a house that's not a home Sometimes when I feel I've had enough And I feel like giving up You want me to be all I can be Now nothing can stop me Now nothing can stop me I believe 
Awesome. That sounds great. Who is that? So, you know, I figured you were going to ask me. So her last name, I'm going to spell her last name. Her first name is Nikki. Last name, Y-A-N-O-F-S-K-Y. Yanofsky. And huh. this song they used for the, the Olympics. I don't remember exactly which one, the Winter Olympics several years ago. That's great. That's awesome. That's one of my get up in the morning and get me moving songs. I believe in the power of you and I. I believe in the power of love. You're so much more mellow than I am sometimes. <laughs> well, see, it was either that or the David Bowie song from Cat People today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's mine. Here's mine. Ready? Yes. that one live the proof we can create our circumstance live the proof uh, nothing is ever left to chance what do you think ah uh, yeah i like that and the funny thing is wait till you get to the quotes this all right cool <laughs> mm. that's uh jim bagia by the way he's a great musician uh song is obviously live the proof from his album called uh, safe and sound I really love his work, and you should really look him up. He's on iTunes. Of course, everybody's on iTunes, it seems. Yeah, this is true. Well, that's awesome. We'll definitely uh, keep this up. I love doing uh, music, and I think we'll have some surprises for you. I want to hear that Davy Bowie song. I think that's going to be uh, – <laughs> maybe that'll be in the mix sometime. <laughs> okay, okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. Dueling inspirations. My inspiration is better than yours. It's like the uh, – Buddhist monk who says, I am the, I am, what is it? I am the supremest of all. What, what is it? What's that quote? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I don't remember that one. I am the serenest of them all. 
<laughs> so the Buddha played tennis. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Either that or performed with Diana Ross. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no comment. Okay. Okay. So here, here's my uh, quote today, my inspiration today. Okay. This pure and original cause, this absolute intelligence, which is the initial starting point of all creation, must be present in its entirety now as it ever was or ever can be. It must start as fresh through our minds as it did in that supposed dim and distant past when the primordial, primordial word spoke itself into being. Creation is not finished, not a finished product, but an internal emanation. Ernest Holmes, Ernie Holmes in Living Without Fear. Ah, good old Ernie Fillmore, huh? <laughs> no, so now in the first one, I didn't. I said Ernie Holmes. <laughs> uh, just picking on you from last time. That's all. That's all. <laughs> what's I what's like your? I like that. So you ready for mine? I am. Okay, so let's just refresh. What did you say was the thing about your song selection? I don't even remember now. Okay, you'll remember here. Okay, so nothing comes by chance. All happenings are the result of cause and can be explained under the law of cause and effect. If we would bring forth the perfect creation, we must conform to law and unfold in our mind, body, and affairs as a flower unfolds by the principle of innate life, intelligence, and substance. Charles Fillmore. Ooh, Charles. Charles versus Ernest. This is going to be controversial. <laughs> we thought people will be up in arms. I guess uh, I guess we'll have to figure that out. That's that's awesome. I like unfolding like a flower. That is neat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just curious. Um, you know, the theme today is uh, the universe supports us, and uh, we're going to talk to Sarah about that. Um, but did you ever see the movie uh, by M. M. Night? I can never get his name right. M. Night. Shyamalan. Yes, of course. Signs. I've seen all of his movies, even the ones I didn't like. <laughs> but you saw Signs? Yeah, oh yeah, of course. A couple of times. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was, that, that's one of my favorite moves. I mean, Sixth Sense is always going to beat them all. Oh, but, yeah, of course, yes. But, you know, Signs is about a pastor who's uh, lost his faith entirely after his uh, wife died tragically. Yes. And he's just, he's lost. And he, he goes through this bizarre journey that is, <laughs> you know, kind of an interior, it's an alien invasion uh -huh. kind of thing, but it's on a very personal level. It's it's yes. not like, you know, War of the Worlds where they're exploiting the world or something. It's just very personal. And yes. he uh, comes out the other side, you know, with his faith restored, um, you know, and, and kind of realizing that all the hard stuff that's happened in his life may actually have been important uh despite despite the tragedies that that occurred and led up to it what do you think about that and okay so a couple of things because uh one when it starts we're not even really sure if there is an alien because of the way they did it it's well is there or isn't there you know the entire way the family reacts with the whole you know, foil caps and so the aliens can't, you know, whatever. And then the water and the amoebas in the water and like all this stuff. It's like, is there really an alien? We even see the video clip and it's like, well, is that real or was that fake? Um, but it's like his journey was showing how 
everyone in the family was connected through this universal thing. Like one thing, sorry, spoiler alerts for those who haven't listened, so turn your volume down. So for example, the daughter leaving all the glasses of water half full. Right. The brother-in-law who, uh, or brother, his brother, who, you know, his baseball career, you know, the son with asthma. Mm -hmm. So had any one of those elements not been what it was, the son would have died. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have been able to fend off the alien because there would have been no glasses of water. There would have been no baseball bat above the thing for him to, like all of these things. Right. So his question of what does this all mean that he started with? And even the fact that, as you mentioned, his wife is, you know, in the process of tragic accident, she tells him, which he thought was random and, you know, just nonsense, tell Merle to swing away or, yes, yeah, swing away. And it was like, that was the thing. Tell him to swing away. Tell him to keep swinging because he needed that for the end. It's like, where is that kind of connectivity? I don't need no aliens, though, but where is that connectivity in my life? Where do I get to see this red thread going through all the aspects of my life? That's one of the things I loved about the movie is it sent me on that journey to look for that. Life is such an interesting journey and ups and downs. You, you can never, you can never plan it out. I mean, the, right. it's either a Yiddish saying or a Native American say, saying, sorry, folks, I'm mixing that up, but it's uh, man makes plans and God laughs, you right. know, it's, right. but, it, but if you believe that the universe supports you, then, you know, there's a, there's a truth behind it all. So I, I want to believe that. And sometimes I do, but I'm challenged by it. Right. You know? And so yeah. that's, something I, I want to explore and have I think seen, have you ever seen a show called God friended me I've seen two episodes and because of the way life happens I always forget to go back to it but the two episodes that I saw I really enjoyed and I hear great things about how the season continued yeah I've been really really enjoying it I mean it's uh you know it's about a podcaster who, who mm -hmm. starts out as an atheist mm -hmm. and um gets friended on a Facebook like platform that I don't think they ever call it Facebook, but, right. but by someone called calling themselves God. Right. And he starts following the prompts that he's given uh, that turn out to really help people. Right. And he doesn't necessarily believe it's God, but yeah, I think it's really interesting to see, but again, it's that thread that that thread that goes through life. It's a little simplistic sometimes, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. Things are wrapped up often in an hour, which, you know, in life may not work that way. Yeah, it's like a touch by an angel. It's like, okay, yes. you know, <laughs> right, highway to heaven, right. Right, right. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, it's the whole hero's journey kind of thing. It's like, oh, okay, well, what would I do if, you know, like just hypothetically saying, so he gets this friend request and he accepts it and starts to get the prompts that say, you know, Friend this person, find this person, do this, make these connections. Well, what was going on with him that he said, well, let me see. You know, like when we get signs or whatever in our lives, what's the thing that makes us choose to go left instead of right? Choose to get on the elevator versus the stairs that when we look back in hindsight and say, you know what, I was going to take the stairs at first, but I took the elevator and I ended up on the elevator with the person who was going to interview me. And I didn't know that's who it was. And because I did that, we got a, you know, pre-interview conversation. And that's why I got the job. Like, how many of those kind of opportunities do we get that we're like completely oblivious to? 
Yeah, it's a, it's really about paying attention to those synchronicities and paying attention to those those threads. You know, mm -hmm. pulling at them a little bit. I, I don't know that that everything comes to us. I don't necessarily know it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. you know, I think sometimes stuff just happens. Right. And whether you whether that's part of the law or not part of the law, uh, you know, I I don't know. But right. but I but I think it's worth learning from your intuition and, and following some of those threads to see where they lead. Agreed. Agreed. And I think part of it is we're not going to know, you know, it's the accepting of the mystery. There are some things, no matter how much we read, how many workshops we take, how many, whatever, there's still going to be some things that simply make absolutely no sense to us. Yeah. And now it's time for our special segment with Ed Biagioni. How you doing, Ed? Yes. Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, I understand that you understand that the universe loves you. Tell me. Oh, my gosh. I, I would love to tell you uh, about the universe loving me. And, uh, you know, I always like to talk about things that happen to me in real life. And um, so, for example, today I was uh, had a, something coming up at work. Not just today, but it's kind of been an ongoing thing where there's just a lot of stress floating around. and there's a lot of people pointing fingers at different people. And so what I love about this metaphysical concept that the only thing that's true is love. It can't, there, there can't be two things. There's not love and this fearful world we're imagining. We can imagine a fearful world and have those experiences, but the, the truth is love, right? That's what I practice. That's what we practice seeing through that lens and seeing that reality. And um, so at work, I've had the opportunity to practice this because on one hand it's there's people feel like kind of playing the victim role so then it's tempting for me to get in the victim role and start talking to people oh yeah well i'm going to talk to this person but the problem is what i've been finding is when i go down that road i don't end up feeling any better i just keep feeling like a victim and because that energy is so active in that environment it just becomes like a vortex so um i've been really Today, I really put my money where my mouth is. I just kept affirming that everyone, that everyone, I mean, especially the people that I've been tempted to point my finger at, that they are loved, that they love me and I love them. And I had a, I had a reading group and the, the per, one of those people was in the room. And then right when I was getting ready to leave, that person dropped something on my lap that felt like it brought up all that kind of, oh, no, again, but. I got to my next destination. I, I did a little meditation, like three to five minutes in my car, just letting go of any part of me that was going to talk to anybody about it, that was going to make it a reality. Instead, just affirm, just like your show, the universe loves me. And all of a sudden, I started realizing within me, I've had places that have held on to the false belief that the universe doesn't love me in the past. And those are the beliefs that have kept me stuck in these relationships as soon as i started letting go of the belief that I, that it's even possible for me to be a victim i started thinking about all the great parts about my job i started feeling all the love and support that, you know that's available to me and i went right back into being the loving person that i want to be and, and that is there's nothing better than feeling like walking around like a generous loving soul and sharing that with everyone i meet so that's why i love the topic that you guys are talking about today 
what does it feel like to you when you when you kind of rest in that knowledge? What what does it feel like to you internally? Well, for one, it it feels like my vision, my eyes, like my inner eye opens up, and I feel it like as if it was closed up until that point. Like it was closed, and I was having this nightmare, and I was believing all this crap, and all of a sudden it starts to open like a flower blossoming. I start to feel my mind blossoming. And I start to feel this new, renewed, creative enthusiasm inside. And I start thinking loving thoughts about people. And I start, suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm in the car. I love this car. Or, you know, like everything starts to look and feel very different. And that's when I know it's a really clicking in. When you feel that feeling, how do you project it to other people? How do you give it to other people? What's amazing is almost like I, at those moments, I forget about, trying to do anything for anybody i take my next inspired step but i end up life all of a sudden will have me bump into somebody that it just love just jumps out of me the appreciation for that person jumps out of me and it might be oh it's so good to see you it might be oh i was waiting to talk to you about something oh or it might be oh you know i wanted to tell you i saw you do this recently and it was amazing but it's just so effortless that it starts to but I, it seems like life I don't know if it's like, because now I'm back in the stream, but I, it's almost inevitable that the next person I see is going to give me an opportunity to express that love and just magnify it. Awesome. Any final words? Uh, only final words is I am so thankful that the universe loves me and that it loves you and that not only that, but that we are that universe. So when we're loving other people, that's when we're at our most powerful. You're awesome, Ed. Thanks so much. How can people reach you again? Oh, the best way, just go to Instagram, at Crazy Eddie Loves You. It's Crazy, E-D-D-Y, Eddie Loves You. Or on, on Facebook, you can still go to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We have a fan page, all my videos and all the stuff I'm doing. You'll, you'll find it there. Great, Ed. Good to talk with you. We'll talk to you next time. I uh, love you, man. Next time. Give me some Raymond's Corner there. Are you ready for it? So since we were talking about the whole idea of some things that make no sense, I know one of the things that I, as a minister and licensed practitioner and, you know, seeker in this whole idea of we call spirituality is the idea of all of these shootings that we hear about and the atrocities that we hear about. How do we, knowing that we have this thing called new thought and mysticism and ancient wisdom, how do we, for ourselves, reconcile what this all means because what i notice is there's there's sometimes a tendency to either spiritual bypass it where like what you said is you know everything's for a reason and so we just put it on the mantle of or the altar of well everything there's a reason for everything so i'm going to put it up there and then i'm going to walk away from it and just trust but we never get to the point of how do we reconcile the pain or the anguish, or the shadow that we're feeling within ourselves. And I think that's an important piece of this spiritual journey. Absolutely. The shadow, you know, it's something to contend with. It's not, it's not an easy thing to look at. No, it is not. But it's showing up in so many places today. And the question would be, well, why? Because now it's the time for us to address it. We put it away and you know, separated and segregated ourselves from it enough. Now it's time to really address it. 
and really it feels like it's on every level of society right now that at times we we have lulled ourselves into the belief that some of the shadow stuff we could sweep it under and we didn't pay attention to it but now right now especially and and that's I, a perception you know and it's right. but it, it feels like it's it's suddenly in our faces and we we really have to deal with it correct and like you said it's in every area now it's not even just you know before it would be racism sexism now it's racism sexism homophobia islamophobia uh big pharma like it's in every global warming and climate change like it's in everything now because we like you said we've ignored it we've swept it away we've you know what partitioned it away and now it's time to use our spiritual adeptness or spiritual awareness and like really call to task roll up our sleeves and you know treat and move our feet i don't know that we were ignorant i think we just didn't want to see it you know yeah. and and i i also think that it is perception too i mean it's a perception we in a way we have decided that this is a time to start confronting this at least i hope we have and I, I believe that, you know, that's an internal thing, too, that, you know, you have to go within and, you know, work on yourself and realize where these things are showing up within you uh, as well. But but it it also feels very external that things are, are happening in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so people will say so there was another college shooting and people will say well that's not in my city that's not in my state what does that have to do with me or what what is mine to do regarding that or you know notre dame burns down and like what is i don't have money to donate what is mine to do like what is what what am i supposed to do and the thing is like you said first of all go within and find out where in yourself you have fear anger resentment any of that stuff because we can't expect you know, the song sung in many unities and centers for spiritual living, you know, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. How do I get to that place of unity consciousness and Christ consciousness and Buddha consciousness within myself so that when I'm confronted with whatever it is that comes before me, I'm coming from this place of unified love and compassion rather than fear and resentment. Awesome, absolutely true, absolutely true. Thank you for that. Coming up is uh, Sarah Airy. She's president and founder of Refuture Your Life. And she's gonna talk to us about the refuturing process. She's also gonna give us some insights on how the universe loves us. We'll be right back on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. Stay tuned. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to a slightly off-kilter look at spirituality. This is Big Universe with Jim Lefter and Reverend Raymond Anderson. Welcome back to Unity Online Radio. This is Big Universe with Jim Lefter and Raymond Anderson. 
Sarah Airy is the author of the book, The Universe Effing Loves Me, and can be found at refutureyourlife.com. Yes, I said effing. I didn't actually say the word. I said effing. She's president and founder of Refuture Your Life, a company dedicated to empowering passionate entrepreneurs and creatives by dissolving seemingly impossible mindset blocks and old unproductive patterns that stop success. Hey, Sarah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hola and bonjour. Oh, bonjour. We're, getting, we're getting into languages now. <laughs> Konnichiwa. God bless you. <laughs> okay, Sarah, so the first question has to be, why did you name the book, The Universe Effing Loves Me? <laughs> well, that is actually a phrase that I have said for years. Sometimes it was celebration, you know, new client, new opportunity, and I would go dancing into the den and say that, and my kids would roll their eyes. <laughs> and then I was going through a really tough time at one point, and I got out a piece of paper and my sparkle pens, and I wrote that phrase and hung it across from me, and it's still on the wall across from my desk now just to remind myself that even in the tough times, I am loved and I am held. And I started, I said the phrase once in the leadership group I'm a part of, and it became just part of the lexicon of the group. And I thought, oh, it's not just me. People need to know this. So, you know, I'm going to start with just a small question. Um, does the universe love us? Yes. How do we Next. know that? How do we know that? You know, it's so funny because we fight so hard against the knowing of it. And that comes from old messages, old ways of being growing up when it didn't feel safe to just relax and trust. Or we got messages that we weren't enough and always felt like we needed to prove ourselves. And being able to accept that we are loved allows us to come from a place of more confidence. When you think of walking into a room feeling like you're going to have to prove yourself to everybody versus walking into a room where you already feel accepted and how that affects the way you talk, the way you move, the whole energy you go into the room with. So coming from that point of view opens up things that aren't available to us when we're coming in guarded. So it's really very much a mindset. Is that what you're saying? It's, it's a way of thinking. Well, in the book, I talk about their levels of knowing. So there's our thinking, our mental level. And then there's our heart level and our whole body level. So we can know something intellectually. Like we can know that the square root of four is two. But that's just something we know because people have told us that and we've accepted it. 
when we know something in our heart, it's a different level of knowing. We can know in our heart that we love this person and maybe not be able to explain it intellectually. It's just a knowing we have. But then when we know something in our whole bodies, like knowing that ice is cold, if you don't debate when you're hot, should I put ice in my water or should I not? Because you just know ice is cold. <laughs> and when we have that whole body knowing, we just act on it. So for me, it goes much deeper than just simply mindset. Mindset is definitely a part of it. And there's more. So one of the things that you mentioned in your book was stuff and how important it is for us to feel our feelings. Can you talk a little bit about what the stuff is and tie in the importance of feeling our feelings based upon what you just said on the different levels of the different types of knowing? Yeah. So stuff is an acronym for stuck thoughts, unresolved feelings, and fears. Those are the things. You know, no, I was just going to say, I was afraid you were going to say the F word in there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the F word here is fears <laughs> and feelings. Good, good. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so stuck thoughts, unresolved feelings, and fears. And these are the things that we carry around with us it's our emotional baggage the stuff that feels heavy that comes between us and the world around us whether that's in our relationships or just how we're showing up in the world and to your question raymond feeling our feelings is the only way to have them move on we tend to intellectualize our feelings. <laughs> I had somebody tell me once, I was asking for a feeling. He said, well, I feel like, uh, I feel like I don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not really a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I feel like you're wrong. It's not a feeling. <laughs> mm -hmm. And to really sit and actually feel our feelings can be a very scary thing because we're not taught to do that. Right. And, you know, men tend to really get the short end of this stick. Brene Brown did some research and people could identify three feelings on average, joy, anger, and sadness. Wow. And men didn't even a lot of times get sadness. It was joy or anger. Hmm. Oh. And yeah, so we need to learn to feel our feelings, to identify our feelings, because our feelings are part of our experience. And experience is what gets our knowing into our bodies. Feelings are housed in our bodies. Hmm. 
So Thank what I hear you saying, if I may, yeah. is if someone is in a relationship, and I mean, you know, person to person relationship, and they're not in tune with their own feelings, then it's difficult to know when there's love in the relationship. But if they're in tune with their love or in tune with their feelings in the relationship, then it's easier to know if their partner, you know, is expressing love, giving love, if they're expressing or giving love. And so if we do that person to person, then it's far easier to do that with the universe. Absolutely. You know, we are all programmed to want love and connection. Being separated from our feelings keeps us from having what we want most. And that's what leads to a lot of things we're seeing in society right now right. is because of this disconnection. And it has to start with us feeling our feelings before we can, as you said, Ramat, feel them from other people. Hmm. Interesting. You talk about your safety self, you know, and this, mm -hmm. this part of you that, well, you might look at it as a critic, but you look at it differently. What is the safety self? The safety self is a part of our brain that developed millennia ago truly designed to keep us safe. So it's part of what's called our old brain, our lizard brain, and it's the right, wrong, good, bad, safe, not safe. And so when you think about our ancestors who went out of a cave and sure there was beautiful greenery and crystal clear water, but what was important to scan for was any danger lurking under the bushes. So the strategy is look for what's wrong or what could be wrong. And so safety then meant be small, stay hidden, don't stand out. And that's the opposite in most cases of where we are now. So it's like we need this part to kind of catch up. And so many times when people are calling it saboteur, they're saying it's bad, it's wrong, don't listen. It sets up struggle on the inside. And if you've ever been around a child who wants something and you ignore them, <laughs> oh, yeah. they just get louder. <laughs> yes. And that's what the safety self does because it's trying to save your life. So the key is just to listen. And listening doesn't mean you have to go along with it. You don't even have to agree with it. You just have to give it some space and not make it wrong. Hmm. Um, the, one of the things that you use as a tool uh, is a refuturing statement. Now, you, you don't think that affirmations are that effective. Is that is that correct? And you, you change that around to refuturing. Tell me what that means. Well, first of all, some, I'm not saying that all affirmations are bad by any means. The problem with affirmations can be if what your, the statement is, is so far from your experience and your current reality. If it's too far, if those two things are too far apart, it sets up struggle inside and this was shown in a study in Canada that affirmations like that 
can actually make the situation worse because it gets your logical mind arguing against it. So if you have a mountain of debt and you're sitting there saying, I am rich, I am abundant. <laughs> I've tried this. Your mind is, <laughs> yes, your right. mind is going, um, have you checked the mail today? <laughs> right. Have you lost your mind? Right. <laughs> so what I recommend instead is using the phrase, what if it's possible? And that statement alone, like, what if it's possible that I am abundant? Well, first of all, it's hard to argue with what if it's possible. And just the energy of that statement opens up the way for curiosity and truly for possibilities. So saying, what if it's possible I'm abundant? Well, then all of a sudden things start occurring like, well, I do have an abundance of friends and I have an abundance of ideas. Right. So it doesn't set up that wall. And that's what I call refuturing statements. Interesting. I, I found them, I mean, we've talked before and I, I found them very effective. So you talk about um, in the book that you don't believe that life's a school. And we hear it all the time that, you know, th this is what we're going through. We are learning lessons and, you know, this is the this is what we have to do in order to get the next level. Tell me what you mean by that. I was doing some deep spiritual work at a spiritual retreat one time. And I was sitting with this question of what is the purpose of life? And all of a sudden I had this flash of to live. <laughs> like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> And as I sat with that more and more, it felt so resonant. Like we are here to experience being alive. And yes, we learn things along the way, but that's not the point of our experiences. The point of our experiences is to help us expand, to be more of who we are, to live a bigger life. And you know, for me and a lot of my clients, the thought of we're here to learn lessons feels like being back in school again and there's a right and a wrong and, oh, I didn't learn this, so here it comes again. Versus the feeling of life is to be experienced. And if a, something that feels like a lesson comes around again, there's more here for me to discover and more places where I can expand in this. Right. So I have a question. Yeah. So on page 29 and 30, you say, when you start from the belief that the universe mm -hmm, loves mm -hmm. you, everything gets turned around. You don't have to work to manifest what you want. So you say you don't have to work to manifest what you want. And, you know, in our culture of do, 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 you know, all this, we have to work. What are you referring to with you don't have to, you know, work to uh, manifest a shopping list of material things, etc. So what do we have to do? We have to tune in 
find out what our heart, our soul is really calling to experience and then take action from there. So I'm not saying just sit in a chair and think about what you want and it's, you know, Ed McMahon's gonna, okay, that's showing my age, but Ed McMahon <laughs> knocks on your door. I'm gonna right. listen, I think, at this point, since <laughs> he's been dead for a long time. <laughs> so that really would be something. That would be something. <laughs> but it's, so it's not about not taking action. It's just not coming from a place of have to, should, ought to, but from a place of joy. And this is what I want to experience. This is my gift to bring to the world. This is how I am going to show up in life. So it's a shift from, because one of the things you said is from the material things, the shopping list of things, you're saying shift it to the experience of rather than the material stuff. Right. The experience of rather than the getting of. I uh, like that. Cool. Thank you. How do you get yeah. there? <laughs> well, there's this great book. <laughs> <laughs> it has a cuss word in it. <laughs> it does. It's got a couple of them in it. Because <laughs> I like the, the section, the chapter, um, stuff or shazams getting real. <laughs> Whatever word you want to put in there. <laughs> Whatever S word you want. Yeah, you know, one of the reasons I went ahead and used those words is that when we are in the midst of all of this, it's not, those are not the times we just sit and politely say, oh, this feels painful. Wow, <laughs> this hurts. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's when the cuss words come up. That's what's real. It's intense at times. And I still have those experiences where it's intense. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. happening because we are in the process of expanding. We're going into our discomfort zone. Right. And that's how we live a bigger life. It's like when you're sitting at the top of the roller coaster. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking down that big hill. It's like, Oh, wow. <laughs> As you plummet 35,000 miles per hour. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. Okay, so we were talking earlier uh, before the interview started, and you mentioned a, uh, a show that uh, Raymond and I are fans of. I want to hear your analogy <laughs> using Star Trek, please. <laughs> yeah, this is one that I have used with clients and groups a lot. So the series we're talking about is Star Trek and specifically Next Generation. The scene is there is this nebula that the starship is going to investigate because another starship went in and then was just blown apart decimated. So they're going in to find out what happened. As they go in, they 
put up their shields because they don't know what to expect. So they go into the nebula and all of a sudden they start getting hit by energy waves. So they raise the shields higher and then the energy waves get more intense. So they're trying to keep up and stay a little ahead. So they keep raising the shields and they've gone up to the maximum they can. So their last ditch effort is to channel all the energy from the warp core into the shields trying to protect the ship. At the last minute, one of the people on the bridge says, drop the shields, which sounds just insane, (laughs) but they do it. And the energy wave that's headed at them dissipates and the ship just gets rocked. And they realized what was happening was that the nebula was reflecting back to them the energy of the shields. So the more power they put in the shields, the more powerful the waves became. And had they put all their energy into it, the wave would have just overwhelmed them. And that's what we do in life. We go into situations armored, ready for battle. And that's what gets reflected back to us. And you see that all around us in the world right now. There's so many things we've been fighting against. And when we can go into a situation just as ourselves, shields down, and just be with what's going on, that's when we can connect person to person. You know, we can't connect through our shields. Like, (laughs) I always picture, you know, back in medieval times, men wearing armor (laughs) and how trying to connect through all of that just wouldn't have happened. And we all walk around like that. Yeah. And it makes sense that we have armored ourselves because of our old experiences. And in some ways that armor has kept us safe. So our job is to realize that our true safety comes from inside and that as we allow our armor to dissolve, we have that much more capacity to truly connect and to shine. <laughs> like, light doesn't go through armor. Amen. <laughs> Star Trek references, man. I, I'm all into that. That's <laughs> the spiritual essence of Star Trek. Here we go. You're sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, let me ask you just just very briefly. Um, can you give me an idea? You know, you talk about in in one section. What do you do when you're about to pop? You know, when you're about to, you know, lose it. Give me a, a thing or two that that I can do. Well, when we get to that point, what we often do is try to distract ourselves. And the more we can just sit and be with what's going on, the more we diffuse. It's like letting air out of a balloon. And it's much harder to pop a balloon that has just a little air in it than one that's overinflated. And that just doesn't take anything to pop. So the more we can just 
sit down, take a breath, play with some what if it's possible statements. Like, what if it's possible I am safe in this moment? What if it's possible I am safe with my emotions? Sometimes it might be that we need to yell or just physically take action, whether it's jumping jacks or whatever, to get some of the energy out. And then sit down. Or just allow ourselves to feel, to breathe, to get present. And then we're dealing with what's really going on. Because often it's not about the situation that we thought it was about. It's about something else. Amen. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank, that's very good. I love it. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Or in the words of Stanley, Excelsior. Yes. Live long and prosper. How about that? Um, if you want more about Sarah, please go to refutureyourlife.com. She's awesome. She's got lots of interesting stuff there. If you want more about Raymont, RaymontAnderson.com. I've got uh, upcoming video courses, variety of amazing instructors, uh, instructors doing spirituality, creativity, and motivation on my upcoming website called youthrivehere.com. Please join us there. It's been awesome having you on, Sarah. Raymond, we'll talk next time. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk with you next time on Big Universe on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. <laughs>